guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Hey guys, Paramormal Activity Podcast here. It's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And today we have the honor of interviewing Mike, Tom, and Connor from Long Island Paranormal Investigators. Always get paranormal and paranormal (laughs) (laughs) mixed up. Um, But if you guys are not aware, we are from Long Island, and we thought it would be an awesome idea to chat with some volunteers that are dedicated to helping those here on Long Island with their paranormal activity. So thank you guys so much for joining Mm -hmm. us, guys. And I guess we'll start off first with... You guys telling our audience a little about what you guys do and what caused you guys to join Lippy. So, well, my name is Mike. Um, I am actually the founder of Long Island Paranormal Investigators. I uh, I founded it back in 2003. Um, I've wow. always been interested in the paranormal ever since I was a kid. And growing up as a kid, I had like reading comprehension problems. And if I read something about, you know, ghosts, UFOs, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, I would just remember it, I would comprehend it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, going through life like that. And then in 2003, you know, living on Long Island, we were just talking about urban legends and stuff. And I actually dared two of my friends to go into uh, building 93 at Kings Park Psych Center. Oh, wow. So we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. So <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> got a bunch of, you know, walkie talkies and flashlights. And that night they went in and they had a video camera. And I'd say they were in there for about an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, um, wow. And while they were in there towards the end they were in one of the sub-level basement rooms mm-hmm. and they heard a loud bang the camera shut down freaked them out and they ran out oh wow. so me and the co-founder we decided to start looking up different locations that are on long island and we found out that they sell equipment that goes along with some of the theories mm-hmm, so okay. we bought some stuff we started investigating some of the urban legends of long island to try to prove or disprove what's really happening Gotcha. So that's kind of how we started out. And then we're doing that for a while. And then a few years later, um, we got a DVR system and we started doing house investigations and kind of that all led us to where we are today. We travel all over the country. Oh, that's um, awesome. We... Oh, sorry, Mike, I think you're breaking up. Yeah, I think he froze on us. Average, um, we do about 50 to 60 investigations a year. Wow. Uh, we do a lot of traveling. Um, house investigations have been kind of quiet just due to COVID, but yeah. we're going to start picking that back up. I think in a month we're going to start doing that again. So oh, awesome! Right yeah, six people on our waiting list. So oh, that's great. Yeah, so I mean, not great for them, it. but yeah, great yeah, for you right, guys. Yeah. Right. Um, we use so much equipment. I, I would, I would really be comfortable saying, and these guys will tell you, we probably have more equipment than any paranormal group in the entire world. Oh, wow. And like everything you see on a website, we actually own it and use it. Oh my so God, do you guys purchase awesome. it yourself or do you look for sponsors? At first, yeah, at first, um, I was, me and um, the co-founder, we were purchasing a lot of stuff ourselves. And then we started um, to do membership fees mm-hmm. and we started like budgeting money that way. And then started doing presentations and we charged like libraries for presentations and we kind of just budgeted all that way so over you know it took many years we've been around for you know 18 years now so, oh awesome so yeah a lot of time to do that yeah, yeah yeah and mike i know we talked briefly on our first episode about sweet hollow road 
Um, I've had experience. Oh, yeah. I've had an experience there personally yeah. after like a hundred times of visiting there. Have you? Have you? Do you have a lot of like evidence from that location where you just think it's a bunch of crap? What's your What's your theory? <laughs> so it's it's tough. So Sweet mm -hmm. Hollow Road, um, depending on if you're investigating like mm -hmm. the bridge area. Yeah. The storyline itself, where there was a bus that slipped on ice on the overpass. Okay. fell off the, the overpass and a bunch of kids got killed and then you park your car underneath the you know the overpass mm -hmm. and you get pushed out of harm's way that storyline specifically was stolen from an actual storyline that happened in san antonio texas oh wow oh. Where, we had no idea about that crossing, yeah a bus was crossing the train tracks and it stalled out oh. and this happened i want to say like the late 20s early 30s mm -hmm. okay a freight train came hit the bus, killed all the kids. They actually named all the street signs after all the kids that passed away. Oh my God. And when you go to that location, you put your car, you know, you pull it up, you put mm -hmm. your car neutral and your car rolls up over the tracks. Okay. Um, I was actually, I actually went there and tried it. And um, I found out that somebody actually drew like a line in the road where you park your car, put your car in neutral. And every single time your car will always go in neutral. So I was like, yeah. all right, so there's definitely a decline. That yeah. leads up to the track. So what I did was I put my car in between the decline and the incline that goes up over the tracks. Gotcha. And I sat there for about five minutes, and all of a sudden, my car actually went up and over the tracks. Oh, oh wow! And video and everything it was. It and was that was experience. that was in San Antonio. That was in San Antonio. Okay. Oh yeah. my God. So wow. back to Sweet Hollow Road. There, there is so much stuff going on in that area because you have Mount Misery Road right there. So mm -hmm, I think yeah. a lot of the stories between those two locations are tied together. Yeah. Um, we've investigated the um, the overpass, which is hard to do because a lot of cars pass through there and they'll beep the horn at you and stuff. So it's mm -hmm. kind of complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just started to investigate. There's um, woods that, like, if you park right before the bridge, there's like a wooded area where we started to investigate. We've only had about two investigations in there, but we have caught some EVPs and stuff over there so far. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. also, it's highly residential, so it's a high traffic area, it is, so it's yeah. kind of hard to sit right. there and really concentrate on on everything. Maybe yeah. the hundredth time that I've been there, we saw a handprint, like we just drove onto the property and it just felt so, like you just, right. everyone in the car was just kind of like, okay, we yeah. have to get the hell out of here. So we just, I just buzzed, yeah. I just buzzed through it. And then <laughs> it was like the car fogged up weirdly as soon as we stepped on the, on the road, which it wasn't fogging up anywhere else, you know, driving there. And right. as it's defrosting, I see like the little kid handprint. And this time, like I was, you know, young 20s, I didn't have kids. And I was like, oh my right. God. Oh, yeah, that's scary, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was like the one thing. But it took like a hundred times of going there and just, you know, trying to mm -hmm. see something where, you know, for shits and giggles and that to pop up right. yeah yeah we we feel mount misery road is definitely a lot more active okay than the street hollow road area but i mean yeah it's definitely it's kind of all tied together anyway so yeah yeah okay cool tom and connor you want to jump in well um what made you get into the paranormal and what made you want to join lippy like what was your call like what was your moment of your calling yeah. i guess <laughs> So, kind of like Mike said, like my whole life, I was always into paranormal and horror movie and ghost stories. Kid, and you know, I've always been fascinated by it. Um, I mean, Ghostbusters came out, I was obsessed with that, and you know, I wanted to be a Ghostbuster back then. And <laughs> so, um, I've been with the group for almost three and a half years now. Okay. And you know, I was I, I was a fan and a follower of the group before I joined, and. 
when I saw they were taking on new investigators. I'm like, wow, that's something I could possibly do. You know, I watched all the shows on TV and everything, <laughs> and I picked, yeah. you know, something that you had to, like, study or go to school for or something. And, yeah, yeah. All right, let me go check this out. So I, I went down to the interview and met most of the group that night and was, like, completely blown away. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing, but there's no way they're ever going to want me. I've never done this before. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> So, you know, a week or two later, I get a call saying, hey, we want you to join. And I was, like, blown away. I was so excited. That's and, awesome. Uh, did you, I, do have, I, did I, you have a lot of paranormal experiences growing up or you were just more interested in it and you wanted to kind of see what was out there? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. You know, definitely interested. I, I had a few things happen. Um, you know, my family, I definitely come from, from a family of believers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, so, like, if I said, when I was a kid, like, if I said I saw something, you know, my mom wouldn't say, oh, no, that was, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, she'd be like, oh, yeah, it probably was. Like, oh, wow. I see, that's good, though. Has to be us as parents. For me, it wasn't, like, taboo. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, even when I got a little older, like, I had a couple experiences. Like, I used to work in retail. I had one really crazy experience in a store I worked in with me and another employee where, I, to this day, I still can't explain what happened. Like, um you know that kind of thing just kind of reaffirmed it for me that something was going on and yeah. i want to know more definitely gotcha gotcha yeah i've had a few of work experiences especially when you're closing you're the only one there oh god yes yeah, <laughs> stuff that, always goes that, on late at night no one else is there and you know banging that we can't explain there was no there was definitely no people there yeah yeah was- what type of establishment was it was it like a restaurant a store i actually used to work in a music store oh, okay wow. um it was called The Wall. Okay. And it was a store that had, like, big, like, floor-to-ceiling glass windows on both sides of the store. Oh, okay. Um, and, and on the back side of the store, it was right on 25A, and the windows were about 10 feet above the ground. Um, so we were to the front of the store, and all of a sudden we heard, bam, 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 on, the, on those windows. So me and the other guy, we went running up there to see if someone was there messing around with us. There was no one there. And, like, to do what we heard, someone had to have gotten up on a ladder banged Jeez. on the windows, climbed down the ladder, and ran away in about 10 seconds. So, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. So that's not so you can't explain yeah. that, yeah. So while we were at that window, all of a sudden, in the front of the store, bam, 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 we heard the same thing. So we turn around, go running up there. Again, floor to window glass, you could see everything. There was no one there. Jeez. Uh, and then a couple times in that same store, like, in, at night, like, I would close the night before, and I know I shut everything down. Mm-hmm. I'd come in the next morning, I'd be the opener, and the music would be playing. Like oh. Stuff like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't return. <laughs> that, 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 that would be it for me. I'm like, I'm out of here, dog. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was intrigued. I wasn't scared. Yeah. I, I, I wanted, I wanted to yeah, I'm surprised you wouldn't see. I would be the scared one. I, I would think you'd be like, all right, what's going on? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm used to it, you know, something like, you know, no, I'm, I'm used to things, it, but like, do I want to be around it constantly? Like, it's kind of one of those. Those things, you know, where you're like, okay, I don't want to be dealing with this every day because people are going to think you're crazy. <laughs> Especially when you have other people to answer to, like, why wasn't this dumb or why wasn't this? And, you know, it's like, <laughs> you can't blame the ghosts. Uh, we want to be around it all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Funny, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, well, I mean, I would definitely want to explore more and join the group if I was definitely in your shoes. Yeah. Um, well, oh, thank you for that. Awesome. And how about you, Connor? I know before um we recorded, you were talking about how you work in a museum and all that fun stuff. So if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is Connor. Uh, I've been in the group for uh, just over two years, and uh, I actually got started with the group because I hired the group first. Uh, oh. So I work I work at the Southampton History Museum, and uh, my boss asked me to figure out something spooky for Halloween. Okay. So I shot an email to Tom, uh, asking, you know, hey, can we figure out doing a, an event of some sort? I like ghost hunting. I like all the shows. Uh, I never had a real experience or anything before in my life before I started working at the museum. Um, okay. And when I, when I started working there, I had a few things happen where uh, I'd be alone in the museum and I would hear people walking around or weird other noises like doors opening, furniture moving, things like that. But uh, I hadn't really seen anything. And then I started seeing like some weird shadows on occasion. One time in particular, after a wedding, uh, I was last one there cleaning up after the caterers. And in order to turn off all the main lights in the exhibit room, uh, you have to sort of shut yourself in the room, hit the light switch, and then you can open the door to go into the kitchen to leave. So you're kind of like in pitch darkness. And as I turned around to like grab the door to pull it closed, I saw uh, like a large shadow figure taking up like a whole section of the hallway. It was like probably about like six, six and a half feet tall and like not ideal uh, at 2 (laughs) a.m. so yeah, I uh, I ran out the door. I did not set the alarm. Um, <laughs> I would have booked it. <laughs> I would have booked it and I, never came back. <laughs> yeah, I made sure to be the first one there in the morning, so I didn't get in trouble uh, for smart, not setting smart. the alarm. Uh, yeah, so I had a few experiences like that. So I figured, well, I'm not lying to people saying come buy tickets to this haunted event. So why not? <laughs> were so were we you? Set it up. Yeah, were you the only employee? You know, that had that experience. Were you? Do you know? No, did your other so coworkers I, have that too? So there's been other coworkers in the past uh, at the museum that have had experiences. There's one currently there that works there uh, who she had had experiences, and she's worked there for about 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. Um, and she said over the years there have been other staff members on occasion who would have small experiences okay. like this. So I didn't feel so crazy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, gotcha, so we gotcha. set up a, a, small, a small fundraising event to sell tickets uh, for people to come in and, and check out what a real paranormal investigation would be like. And that's where Lippy came in and the guys came in. Uh, we did the investigation. We had a lot of fun. Caught some, caught some, uh, some evidence. Uh, the guests all had a great time, and so we figured let's try it again. And then that was in October of 2018. Okay. They came back in January to do an investigation without any guests to just sort of get like a clean one. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, with all the guests, people are whispering and talking. Yeah, and yeah, it's stuff. hard to kind of figure uh, it out. Yeah, that that investigation started with Mike sitting down with me, being like, "So you want to join the group, right?" And I was <laughs> oh, like, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, seems fun." Uh, so yeah, I kind of been involved ever since we've been doing these things at the museum pretty much on a monthly basis with a little break because of COVID, but we got back into it uh, oh, good. In, in October, 2020. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though. Yeah. That's cool. How you guys all came together then. And how, how many members are, are in your yeah. uh, organization? We currently have, I want to say we have, um, 13 full time, which meets every week. Then we have uh, three guests that come down once a month, and then we have four um, out-of-state guests. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. One of those, yeah. Tom used to be full-time living in Long Island when he moved to North Carolina. Oh. You know, a lot of people, when they move away, we don't want them to just leave. We want to keep them on. And so yeah. gotcha, gotcha. he stayed on, and he's actually hosting our, what we call our auxiliary guests, which is our out-of-state department. So, Oh, lost. cool. That's oh, awesome. awesome, then. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, of course, you know, our podcast is came together due to us being two moms that love paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, we're, of course, we are concerned that our little babes will um, experience something paranormal in their life. Are a lot of the cases that you guys have attended to in the investigations, do they deal with children being affected? Is it more of adults? I would say it's about mixed. Um, and just because a child is affected doesn't mean it's paranormal. Um, okay. One of my best cases that I've ever been on was a house investigation. It was a... Um, mother, father, um, and child, a little boy. I think he was around maybe the age of like five or six. Uh, they contacted us because every night he would wake up screaming because there was, you know, there was a monster in his room. He kept seeing stuff in his room and he would run into his parents' bedroom. So they were concerned. They contacted us. So we came in and, you know, we do all of our initial readings, EMF, carbon monoxide, stuff like that came pretty quiet. And then I remember during the investigation, um, one of our investigators was using a compass and they had it over the, um, the child's bed and it started spinning around. Oh, wow. So they called me up and I'm like, all right, let me go up there. And I saw it and uh, I grabbed what's called the digital EMF meter, which detects electromagnetic fields. Mm -hmm. And I did a reading over the bed and it jumped up to 199.9, which maxes that meter out. Oh, my now, God. just to give you an idea, a normal range in someone's house is usually below one. Oh, wow. This was reading 199.9. Oh, my so God. So I was looking around, and I noticed that he had drawers underneath his bed. So I pull them open, and he had a bunch of toys in there, and there was a Star Wars lightsaber mm -hmm. that was just generating this high EMF field. So we continued the investigation, and before we left, I told the homeowner, I'm like, listen, high EMF can cause hallucinations, fatigue, depression, a, a whole bunch of stuff. This is what we found. There was a toy underneath her child's bed that was giving high EMF. Remove that, see what happens. We're gonna go back, do the analysis, and we'll set up a reveal date. So about two weeks later, we came back. We found nothing. Uh -huh. And we asked the homeowner, how has it been since we left? And they're like, ever since we removed that toy, he's been fine. Oh my so God. So that, that's crazy. Stuff, which, you know, which was great that we didn't capture anything paranormal. But yeah. like I said, it was one of my favorite cases because we were able to help out that family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's as simple as a toy. Never thought to check. Oh, yeah, you know? who would have ever thought to do that? Wow, mm -hmm. that's interesting. So, so what would, like, for example, say there was never that toy and to say that there was mm -hmm. a presence there, like, what, what, what would you guys do to help that family? So the next step would be to ask the family what, a lot of people just want to know if something's there. Okay. Um, some people then, the next thing would be, okay, it's here get it out so mm -hmm. that's when you take the science approach that we usually go on and you okay. throw it right out the window gotcha. now you're mixing that's one thing that's awesome about this group is that we mix science with spirituality as well we mix the two together to you know give you what you need so at that moment then we ask the client basically you know what type of cleansing would they want are they religious based are they spiritually based whichever they're you know whatever they want that's how we'll do the cleansing so gotcha. and our cleansings i'd say are, are pretty effective i'd say they're about 98 percent effective okay where awesome. we could go in do a cleansing and a lot of times it's good and it'll be good for a while and then you know if it starts to come back up we'll go back in do another cleansing and they're good for another you know a while again so oh, cool so what's your like take on, you know, like when you see like those videos of like babies in the baby monitors, like when, you know, oh, when they're yeah. looking at like, you know, clearly something, but it's nothing. Like weaving to the, yeah. It's yeah. hard to say. I mean, ch children, babies in general, are, they're curious about everything. That's so, true. you know, it, it could be as something as simple as 
an air conditioning vent going on or a heat vent going on mm -hmm. or you know which could have caused their you know one of their toys to start moving you know yeah not to say that kids definitely have a better perception of the paranormal than we do you know mm -hmm. their minds aren't you know poisoned with the fact that no this is fake this is fake this isn't real you know so they're just developing so they see a lot more than we can mm -hmm. um unfortunately the videos that i see like on some of the tv shows like paranormal going on camera and stuff like that i think people stage stuff to get on tv sometimes oh yeah and it's our job a lot harder you know because it's everyone then thinks that well they said it on tv that this is a ghost and it's not this is what it really is you know so exactly. it's tough gotcha. but, um yeah i mean I, I think you know kids definitely have that perception they can see things that we can't mm -hmm. so. gotcha 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 i also think it's you know a lot of parents just chop it up to be like oh you know you're imagining it too yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think over years of hearing that, you know, they kind of everyone's born with that sense. And when your parents is constantly telling you, oh, no, 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 that's not real. That, that's, you know, it's just your imagination. They lose it over time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it's true. And some people, you know, some people have parents where they they embrace it. And mm -hmm. hence, that's how you have these great psychics in this world that, that have that capability and ability to do that kind of work, which is awesome, I think. So, yeah, absolutely. So I know you were saying before that you, you guys investigate more locations instead of residential houses. How many, like before COVID times, obviously, how many um, inquiries would you guys get from homeowners that feel like they have something in their home? Mm -hmm. I would say on average, we probably get about 50 a year. Okay. depending okay. on what type of movies Hollywood puts out. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meaning if Hollywood puts out, you know, a, a paranormal activity 15, yeah. bam, we're going to get slammed with inquiries. You know, <laughs> gotcha, Halloween gotcha. time is always hopping. Everyone wants, you know, everyone thinks their house is haunted around Halloween time. <laughs> um, and then it's funny because, like, right around, like, the holidays, it slows down. It'll mm. pick back up again. So it, it's like... It's crazy, but yeah, you can always count on Hollywood to have our cases, you know, people oh. start emailing us about case requests. <laughs> you guys get like ridiculous things, and you're just like, what the heck? Sometimes, yeah, oh, sure. and, and I always tell people like, you know, really be careful what, what you're, you're saying is in your house, because like, you know, a lot of time Hollywood put this movie about demonic stuff on there, and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, this stuff is real, this really does happen, mm -hmm. don't think like... You don't want that in your house like you, you know i get it you see it on hollywood you think it's cool and then all, all of a sudden you hear a scratch on the wall and all <laughs> yes. of a sudden it's demonic you know <laughs> but um you know yeah, you yeah. always go like hollywood's hollywood yes this stuff is real and it does happen but it's very rare so yeah gotcha 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 and, and then there's also a, a big difference between the amount of inquiries we get and the ones that actually become cases yeah, right gotcha. okay, so you guys are sense. you guys yeah. are very selective well not not so much that is like right. someone fire and then when they find out what we're actually all about you know they'll when they see that we're serious i think i think a lot of times we could tell just how serious they are okay. gotcha you know, intimidation you know, <laughs> yeah it's true they're like oh shit <laughs> that or some people want to kind of do it as a goof or to find out what we're all about but then when they see our process you know like we we send a very intensive questionnaire to all of our potential clients okay we have investigation that they have to follow and they have to sign off on and if they don't we won't investigate mm -hmm. so i think one, a lot of people once they get to that point they're like all right you know these guys aren't going to just come here and you know 
do whatever, you know, just show up or fake stuff. You know, these guys are for real. I think that weeds out a lot of the, you know, nonsense. Yeah. Gotcha. Sure. What do you guys do if you guys show up somewhere and, like, you can clearly see that they're faking? See ya. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm out. Um, if, if we go in there and you're purposely trying to fake stuff on us, we, we're out. We're done. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I'll end the investigation right then and there, and I'll walk out. Um, but because but how, how you can know, you tell, though? Like, say, because, like, like, knowing my luck, like, my, my, my house is haunted, but, like, I know if you guys showed up, I know nothing would happen, and I'm just be sitting there looking like okay. an idiot. That, that's, <laughs> a lot of times that's what happens yeah. a lot of times. The first, the first initial time that we're there, just because we go into your house and we don't get anything doesn't mean I don't believe what you're saying. Gotcha, um, yeah. That makes sense. Odds of us capturing something in a four- to five-hour window when you're there, you know, all day long, it's very small, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that's absolutely. Why, even if we go to your house, we don't capture anything. We'll go back a hundred times if you want us to come back. Okay. And that sometimes gotcha. that's what it takes. Um, there yeah. was one case where we went to this one one house. I think like four or five times. And yeah. finally, after the third time, we started getting stuff. And I felt horrible because we would go in and do a reveal, and we show them that we didn't capture anything, and the homeowner would be in tears. And it broke my heart because, like, I believed her. I, I yeah. didn't think she was lying or anything, but I just don't have evidence to show you. And finally, after I think it was like the fourth investigation, we finally caught stuff. And it was just like, she, it put her mind at ease a little bit because she thought she was crazy. And yeah. I'm like, I don't believe you're crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. But when, yeah, yeah. once you get the evidence to show it, it kind of is like, okay. Yeah. Finally, like, somebody believes me, you know, like, exactly. really believes me. So. so, So you guys wouldn't do any type of cleansing until you guys had proof? Not necessarily. Um, if we go into a house and even though we don't capture any evidence, if they say, hey, can you do a cleansing? We'll do a cleansing. Okay. We'll do a That's cleansing. Yeah, we, I don't need to have proof to do a cleansing. We've, we've done cleansings without even doing an investigation. If, the, if oh, that's wow. what the client really wants, okay. just a cleansing, we'll just do the cleansing. I mean, if we go in there and we feel that, you know, we're going in to do the cleansing, we feel like it's demonic, we will definitely stop what we're doing and say, this is way above what we can handle these are the channels you need to take. So wow. okay. it hasn't happened. It probably will never happen, but yeah. we have protocols for it if it does. So, so you, you guys are believers that there is demonic situations out there. I know a lot of people are just say, you know, a lot of people don't believe that they're, that they're actually demonic. The more mm -hmm. spirits, the angry mm -hmm. spirits. I'm, I'm torn. I, mm -hmm. I feel like some things could possibly be on the demonic so side for sure. There's, but. There's a difference, and a lot of people, a lot of people misinterpret it uh -huh. as like an evil spirit. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you're an asshole when you're alive, most yeah. likely when you die, you're going to be the same way. If you're abusive when you're alive, when you die, you're probably going to be very yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. just because you get scratched or bruised doesn't mean it's demonic. It could just be from an evil spirit, That's a true. spirit yeah. that was here that was evil, and when they pass away, they're still the same way. Yeah. Demonic is a totally different ball game. Um, I believe that there are cases. Um, I've spoken to many demonologists in the field. Um, mm -hmm. I've looked up the rites of exorcisms from the Catholic Church, and even though it's very spiritual, mm -hmm. they are very scientific in how they, oh, yeah. they jump. Yeah. They will not come into your home and do, like, a if it's a possession case, they won't do it. An exorcism on you unless you get a psych evaluation and oh, if wow. anything comes back in that psych evaluation that says hey you're you know schizophrenic or bipolar they're done 
Mm-hmm. Their work stops. That's that, that's so tough, though. I feel like and it's very hard. Yeah. Oh, what happened? Well, they're all chilling somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Did you press that? No, I didn't touch anything. <laughs> so, that was me. I was clicking the thing because I didn't know it would change it for everybody. Oh, it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's what, was that you or a spirit? Where are we hanging out? <laughs> Skype might be haunted right now. Oh, God, this is a little weird. Well, I don't know how to get it back. So. <laughs> Wait, so nobody, nobody pressed this? This is what you're trying I to do. I don't know. I can, I can barely <laughs> sign on to Skype, let alone change the background. Well, you guys want to come here that? tonight in Lindenhurst <laughs> yeah, and go ch- check out Jill's house because this basement is haunted. to me. I'm not going to sleep. I made her get rid of this um rocking chair she had down there. I'm like, you got to get rid of this thing. I'm like, I feel some form of energy. Now it's it's not there anymore, right? This is so, I can't even look at us. So we call Travis All right, go to the next. I'm going to try to figure out what to do here. So nobody press. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. No. Right, so well, I mean, I guess we're all. Just well, for everybody hang out. watching, I'm not sure if you guys would be checking this out on YouTube, <laughs> but um, if you're not, basically our whole Skype situation just changed. We're all individually <laughs> chilling on it looks like steps. Yeah, with in a yeah. nice maybe a park. I don't know, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly. It really looks like sure. a cool place to investigate. It does. Yeah, it really does. Appalling. Let me have to take a picture for. <laughs> take a picture of this so I could show everybody what we're Working referring to so y'all don't think that we're crazy if you're not watching this on the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTube. How old am I? 50? I know. Uh. Oh, well, this... All right, so for now, I guess we're going to talk like this for a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Together oh. mode, wait. Someone oh, wait, we're in, here we go. Let's see. Let's do this. Grid view. I might be able to get this back. Oh, oh there, there we, we go. go guys. Okay, right. so nobody pressed that's that, weird, basically. Though. Nobody did that, so So we have someone that's, that's joking around with us, I'm assuming. <laughs> Oh, I mean, spirit-wise, but I don't even know what we were talking about. What were we talking about? <laughs> that was probably the funniest thing I've, I've seen in a while. Oh, God. Um, uh, yeah, demons, yeah. No, but to, to me, that, you know, but I just feel like a lot of times, I mean, I, I, I could personally, I mean, I, I could just assume I don't have experience with this, but exorcism, I, I feel like would mimic something like schizophrenia or what's um, mm-hmm. dissociative disorder. Or multi personality, yeah, like I feel like that's yeah. gonna mimic that. So yeah. I guess like obviously they want to be credible and they want to make sure that what they're doing is is yeah. legit. I get right. it. But. Yeah, it's it's pretty um it's pretty crazy stuff. I mean, there was a case we took um a while ago. Uh, it probably has to be almost ten years ago where um somebody contacted us and uh, this woman lived in a small apartment and she was diagnosed schizophrenic uh-huh. and she asked the church to come in and just to do a blessing on the house and okay. they wouldn't do it. They oh. wouldn't do it. So oh, wow. we're like, holy cow. So they contacted us. Her friend actually contacted us for her and they're like, you know, would you guys take the case? Would you guys come check it out? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really care. You know, I'll, I'll definitely check it out, mm-hmm. you know, and we went down there. We didn't capture anything, but, um, I, we were there for about four and a half, five hours and oh, wow. pretty much it was a small team. It was only like four of us the entire time. I pretty much sat there just talking to the, the, to the, uh, the homeowner and just talking to her, listening to her claims. And, um, she just wanted somebody to listen to her. And yeah. I sat there yeah. and listened. We didn't capture any evidence. We did a reveal. And ever since we did the investigation, she's been fine. So she just wanted to get out what, I guess, whatever she was feeling and have somebody actually listen and, you know, believe in what she's saying. Yeah. And we I did. Can, we invited. I, I can definitely relate. I didn't yeah. think she was lying or anything like that. But um, sometimes that's all people need, you know. 
Yeah, so absolutely. They need to be like reassured that they're not alone in this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. True. Yep. So. so getting to the fun part, can you guys tell us some of the scariest cases that you guys attended to either house or mm -hmm. location wise? For me personally, um, I would say one of the one of the scariest it would be Mount Misery Road. Um, oh, that's we so actually close. broke up Mount Misery Road into different sites because it's such a large area. So this would be the one where, if you're driving on Sweet Hollow Road, and you cross underneath the Sweet Hollow Bridge, mm -hmm. and you make your first right onto Gwen Road, that's where we would park, and then we cross Sweet Hollow Road, and it's like a park area. Mm -hmm. okay. down, like this, um, it's like a dead end street, and um, you go through there, and that's what we call Site Three. Okay. And supposedly back in the 70s, uh, people went in there and did demonic rituals and stuff like that. And we were in there um, a while ago. It's probably over 10 years now. And uh, there was just one night. It was four of us. We were walking in, and I started smelling like a, a rotten egg smell. Oh. But no one else smelt it. And then we walked in a little further, and then somebody else smelt it and none of us smelt it and then it literally triggered each one of our investigators and it kind of put up a red flag for me because that's one of the signs of a demonic haunting yeah it was just gonna say. so we went in further and it got to this point where the main pathway branches off into another pathway and we kind of stopped there and we just felt that we shouldn't go any further like mm. you could just feel it. Everything in your bones tells you don't go any deeper into the yeah. woods. So we stayed there yeah. and we kind of, you know, we did our investigation and we started heading out. We got to like the halfway point and um, Shannon, which is one of our psychics, she actually saw something like on the ground. And she's like, I see something. And one of our other investigators walked over kind of to to the area and he pointed me he says like, i think i see it coming out like, i think i see it and me and the other investigator looking like yeah i don't see anything yeah mm -hmm. so i'm like all right whatever you guys see don't talk about it i want you guys when we get back to our office draw what you saw without speaking to each other oh, wow and um Janin picked up a name so i'm like all right let's get out of here so we headed out they drew what they saw and it matched about 95 percent wow and then I ran the name that Shannon picked up and I ran it through our demonology database. And sure enough, that name was in there. Oh my God. And it's kind of like a low end demon. And I looked up what this thing would look like and it matched their drawings about 85%. Jeez. So oh my like, God. I got the chills from that. Oh that would... All right. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do? Year goes by. We go back, investigate around the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this time we get insane amount of evidence we catch her we catch a woman screaming at the oh top of her lungs gosh. um we caught this voice it's the kind of the best way i can describe it is it's like um like a raspy voice kind of mm -hmm. like Gollum from lord of the rings it says what is this <laughs> what is it yeah. and then um we did our investigation and i i was pretty far in the woods and i remember we were in there for about an hour hour and a half and I looked into the woods and I saw what looked like there was four beings, like four, I would say about four and a half, five feet tall, and one in the front, three in the back, and they were wearing a brown cloak with nothing in the face, but like looked right into my soul and was like, come back here and see what happens. And I'm like, you know what, guys? We're yeah. out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> we got the team together, and uh, me and one of the other investigators was in the back, and everyone was in front of us. And as we we're walking out, something literally like like 
blows right between our legs and like, we almost fell down. It, like oh that's how like, it felt. It was so weird, but nothing was there. Yeah. So we left, we got a bunch of EVPs that night and one of the investigators calls me up and he's like, you know, something I'm noticing that there's a pattern during that time frame. Oh wow. Of evidence. So we now every time we investigate, we fill out a field report. So I go in our files and I look up and sure enough, every time, every year at this specific time, we capture evidence. Wow. So every year we've been going back, getting stuff. And we figured out that this is basically on a seven year cycle. So every seven years, if Jeez. you go on a full moon, it's going to hit the hardest. Oh, wow. And every year after that, it'll start to dissipate okay. until it gets down to like six years. And then once it hits that seven year again, bam, it hits really hard. And we were able to figure this out, but just all of our field reports, looking at the data through all the years. Oh my so God. that's well, one that's of crazy. my best and scariest cases I've ever done. Is it coming up soon to the seven year mark or? So last year, um, last year we did it. Um, okay. It was actually quiet. We okay. didn't we didn't know it was a full moon till last year until after we did the investigation. We missed it by like three or four days. Oh, so shit. now I know, but this year it's still it's still the, the year after, it still should okay. be height. So if we hit it on the full moon, it should we should still get some crazy activity. So Jeez. we're trying to figure Yeah, you that guys out. should definitely record that. Yeah. Like I mean oh, like yeah. camera wise. Yeah. We actually have um we have a YouTube channel. We did um, Real Ghost Hunting. It's called Mount Misery Road. That episode's on there. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. everyone can go check. It, it's yeah. under long. It's boring because it's just a raw footage. But... Yeah, but no, that's exciting stuff. What's, the, what's yeah. the, um, the channel name? That way our audience can go ahead and locate that video if they're interested in watching that. I think if you just go on YouTube and type in Long Island Paranormal Investigators. Perfect. All Perfect. Of our stuff will pop up. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Were doing, we were doing, for about two years, we were doing it. Um, like a show called um, Real Ghost Hunting with Long Island Paranormal Investigators to show everyone what a real ghost hunt looks like. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like you see on TV. It's the yeah. raw, uncut footage, you know. Most of the time, nothing happens, you know. And that's, oh, yeah. That's the reality of it, you yeah. know, unfortunately. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. So. Jeez. But then when it does, it's really exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, <right? it> is. <laughs> and yep. terrifying, too, right? <laughs> it's all emotions at the same I'm time. Short Tom has a good uh, a good story from Roger's mansion. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's what's your story, Tom? So this actually goes back to uh, when Connor was saying earlier, when he had us come to his museum for the first time. Okay. Uh, we went there and we... We had we started out the night like they were the, they were the guests so we did like the, the public investigation nothing really happened it was pretty quiet so, but then after the guests left we decided to do our own little investigation with just us so uh, myself and one of the other old uh, investigators we went down into the basement of the museum um, you know typical cre creepy old basement with mm -hmm. a lot of old facts in it and we were sitting there it was pitch black lights were off very quiet. And I was sitting on one side of the basement, and he was sitting on the other side of the basement. And I felt a little bit like a change. Like, you know, all of a sudden, it, I, it felt like the mood changed a little bit. So it actually prompted mm -hmm. me to ask a question. Uh, it, sorry, someone's screaming in the background. That was good timing. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I asked the question, if you want us to leave, make a loud noise, and we'll leave. Okay. And, and about five seconds later... Uh, a light bulb smashed and crashed to the floor um, over by the other investigator, right, pretty much right in front of him. Um, 
light was off, so it's not like it overheated. We still don't know where the light bulb came from. Yeah. Um, so we went and checked it out. The light bulb was completely smashed into a million pieces on the floor. Not even like it just fell, it was smashed. Um, and he actually took a picture in that area where the light bulb came down. Mm-hmm. There was, we, he actually caught like a black mass that we oh, still can't explain. Um, so I, I, we, we left, we went upstairs, we went and told Connor, told the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went back down to go, even though we said we'd leave, we, we still <laughs> went back down to check it out. But uh, that was uh, that was definitely one of the more startling moments I've had. Oh, yeah, that sounds like Oh, it. yeah. Jeez. Terrifying. I, every well, time I see I'll those black forget. masses. Oh. Say, I'll never forget Tom's face knocking on my office door, <laughs> ghostly white. Like, uh, can you please go downstairs? I think something happened. <laughs> Did you go by yourself? Oh, no. We, we all went down, I think, as a group. I think uh, Tom brought myself, my girlfriend, who was at the museum at the time, who now is also in the group. Oh, awesome. uh, cool. We all went down together to check it out. And I actually have the recording, and I can play it where we could all hear it right now. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. There's a little bit of colorful language. Make sure that's okay. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me know if you can hear this. Yes. You want us to leave? Make a loud noise, and we'll leave. Stop! Are you kidding me? See, I would. Was that you? I would, I would run. I would. Are you serious? All right, we gotta go. Never went back. <laughs> oh my god. So that that that, so, that yeah. was a light bulb that burst. Oh my god! But yeah. that sounded like anger, like forceful. Yeah, that like yeah, like that's like, definitely. Like, like that was a light bulb exploding. That wasn't just a light bulb. Yeah, that wasn't just something yeah. falling gracefully. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh and yet God. you guys and come I, back like, and do this. I, yeah. Like, I mean, me and my recorder were a good twenty feet away from that. It's not even like it was like right in front of me. It oh was wow. On the other side. Jeez. And it was that loud. Oh my God. Yeah, and since then, uh, you know, we do investigations there all the time, and yeah. pretty much ever since that day, I've left a light bulb on the shelf right there. Okay. Um, and. Just waiting for either A, somebody to bump into it and mm-hmm. that to fall to show like, oh, okay, you could bump to the shelf and it could fall. Yeah. Or more ammo for the next angry ghost. There you uh, go. And it's still there. And there's a there's a little lip on the shelving unit. So like it's not like it can even really roll off. Like you really gotta bump yeah. into yeah, it yeah. hard. And yeah, that definitely off. again, that sounded like it was yeah, that was like scary. Oh I was like, yeah, that was scary. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be that loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw you jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine how I felt. Yeah, I yeah. and yet, yet you keep doing this. I, I mean, it sounds like me. I'm like, I, I, I would keep doing it. I, I would run each time, but I'll, I'll, I'll be back the next day doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the thrill of it all. It yeah, is. exactly. Like, like the adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's funny that Tom's scariest moments at my job, and uh, my, my mine's not there. But uh, <laughs> Connor's scariest moment was at my job. Yeah, right? Could you- oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. At a bank. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, my scariest moment was um, on an investigation we did at uh, Berkeley Jackson uh, Park, and okay. so that uh, there's there's a YouTube video that went around a couple years ago about it, where a guy was hiking and found. Like a bunch of like missing person posters taped up in the woods or like all around the trees and like there's like some weird cage and like all this weird stuff and i'm pretty sure it was found out the most it was all kind of like bs and mm-hmm. stuff but you know spooky local story so we decided one night to go there and i think we went there on an overnight when this happened gotcha. um which an overnight is when we do an investigation that starts at like 10 and goes till like four or five in the morning or 
till everybody quits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we ended up there, and me and another investigator uh, were kind of tailing behind everybody, and we get to like a big fork in the road, and Mike sends one team one direction, another team another direction. He goes one direction and tells me the other investigator just hang out. We're kind of like, this sucks. Like yeah. we're not even in like a cool <laughs> spot. So we just kind of BSing, hanging out. Mike comes back and he's like, what well, do you guys want to go that way? It wasn't really that much, but we're probably going to move out after this. So we're like, all right. So we go down the path exactly where they went. Um, because if you go to the left, it was someone's backyard. So we went to the right and go down the trail a little bit. The other investigator like kind of stops me. Uh, and he's like, I just got like a weird name shot through my head. Uh, and as soon as he, he said the name Sean, he felt like somebody grabbed his shoulder. And so he turned around really quick and startled and, oh and scared the crap out of me. So I turned around like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and then I felt something grab, uh, like my pant leg, uh, and tug on my leg. So then I turned around and was like, what's that? He oh does the same God. thing. And then we both hear the sound of something like dropping, like if somebody was like in a tree or something and oh just like dropped God. down and we were just like, oh, we got to go. Uh, and then we proceeded to just like run down the trail back to everybody where everybody was very calmly hanging out chatting <laughs> and like me and the other guy was like, oh yeah, no, we're fine. Nothing happened. We should go though. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's oh. crazy. Yeah. It was just a lot very quickly. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't even get a chance to, like, do an EVP question. Or, I like, my equipment was still in my pocket. Like, I had not even taken anything out yet. Like, yeah. we literally turned the corner and we're like, here we go. And just, you know, bombarded with terribleness. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I just find those scariest moments, like, they just stick with you, like, no matter what you do. Like, you'll mm -hmm. just never forget them. Like, you'll forget something that happened, like, 10 years ago, but you'll just never yeah. forget that even if it happened 50 years ago. It's like, it's going to live oh, with you true. until... Like you die, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. That it is. So what? Yeah. I'll I'll never forget you know, my my first night when I joined the group. I was, I'll never forget. You know, Mike said, uh, he said the Supreme Chair when joined says, you know, when you join this group, you will have an experience, mm -hmm. and you know you don't realize how true that what that actually is until you have wow. your first experience with the group and you're like, wow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I guess you can clarify that like you're not like making it up. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I, I see a lot of yeah. Yeah, you know, I personally see a lot of shadow people, like which obviously always come to the corner of your eye. But like sometimes I'm like, okay, like am I seeing that? You know? But then like you see it again happen. You know, like five minutes later, you're like, okay, well, either I'm crazy or, <laughs> you know. But then you see someone else seeing the same thing as you, and you're like, oh shit, I'm not crazy anymore. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right. like the possibility right. of that is like out the door, I guess, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> When you actually like you and someone else have the exact same experience at the exact same time, those are the best. Like, cause oh, yeah. it's validating you. Like, one of my other creepiest times, we were at um, Sheep Pasture Park in Setauket, and we had a. It was a crazy investigation. Like, mm -hmm. it was one of just the overall craziest investigations we ever had. Um, everyone was having very extreme emotional reactions. We were having hits on our equipment. And it actually got to the point where, like, we called the investigation said, all right, let, let's get out of here. There's too much going on. Oh, wow. And as we were walking out, we walked past, like, this big open field. And I look out in the open field, and I see something out, like, you know, out in the middle of the field. And I'm trying to, like, you know, it's it's yeah. dark. I'm trying to, like, focus my eyes. Like, what is that? Is that a tree? Is that a bush? I know what I think I'm seeing, but I'm trying to, you know, logically explain what it could really be. Um, so I'm staring at it, and one of the other investigators, Brandon, comes up next to me and goes, you see him too? Oh, it my was, God. It, it was a tall, dark figure just standing in the middle of the field, just staring at us walking Ooh. out. 
So to have him validate that for me was like, that was like, all right, yeah, we got to go. Exactly. (laughs) And go fast, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember that night. I'll never forget it because that was on like a, it was like a specific type of moon. Like it was like a full moon, but it was a blood moon. Yeah. And we, we logged that in our report. And um, even though whatever happened that night, we went back a week later. We're yeah. like, no, nah, let's go back a week later. And it, like, I felt like anger. Like I needed to run out in that field and just pummel whatever was out there. And Tom felt, you know, like, nah, I ain't going out there, you know, and the week after I literally teamed up everyone specifically to go into those like problem areas in that area mm-hmm. in, in the whole spot. And um, we went there a week later and it was dead quiet. Nothing happened. And, oh, wow. Um, right. It just makes that experience so much more credible because yeah. it's like it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's true. Um, yeah, those are creepy. I could never. I don't know. I would have been. I would have booked it. I think it's awesome hearing all that at all. But I'm like, yeah, I no, absolutely. Well, well, that leads us to our last question of like, what yeah. would you suggest our listeners to do if they feel that they have something paranormal going on in their homes, or if they have an experience yeah. like you guys just described, like anything, basically? What would you do? What would you guys recommend? I, I mean, I would recommend a couple things. Um, number one, if if you have something going on in your home and you want somebody to come in, you know, contact a team, but do your research on that team. Make sure they are a reputable team. Um, you know, make sure they're scientific based, but also have that spiritual background, not a team that's just going to come in and fake stuff to scare the living crap out of you. Cause yeah, that yeah. does happen. It happens on long Island. Unfortunately, there are teams out there that will go in there listen to what you're saying and then fake evidence and be like, Oh yeah, this is what we're capturing. And it's really, it, it makes our job <laughs> harder to do. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so just find a reputable team. And there are, you know, we're not the yeah. only team on Long Island. We're not the only reputable team on Long Island. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of teams that are really good. Um, if it's something where you're experiencing like your whole life ever since you were a kid, try to understand it either by reaching out to different paranormal teams. If you're really interested maybe get involved in the field, but just know by getting involved in this field, it is a super dangerous field. People don't realize, like, even though we don't do seances, we don't do Ouija boards, but when you're taking an audio recorder and you're asking, what is your name and who's there? You don't know who you're asking. It's It's true. You know, things can follow you home. Things can attach themselves to you. It's a very dangerous field. So Anybody looking to get involved in the field, just know that's what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Like okay. you can do everything you can. You could say your closeout prayers. You can, you know, use religion. You can say whatever's here. Please leave. Don't follow us home. But it always leaves that percentage where it can follow you home still. So yeah. you yeah. just gotta, you know. But if you're in a group, you know, like we are, we 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 balance each other out. If somebody's having an issue, you know, we're helping that person. We can cleanse. Yeah. You know, we can do all that kind of stuff. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if these guys have anything to add to that. Well, I was going to say, you know, anyone who's listening to this or watching this, if you if you have something, uh, you know, email us. We're going to be out investigating soon. You can email us at case manager at liparanormalinvestigators.com. I'm the case manager for the group. So I I would, you know, send you the the paperwork and and get you set up for the case. So, um, you know, we're. We, we definitely miss getting out there and seeing our our clients in their house cases. So, yeah, we we'll, we'll include all your all your email information in our definitely, post. Yeah. So that way, our audience will definitely yeah. have all your information and know who to contact. 
And and I'll say as someone that works in a uh, haunted location uh, every day, I was just there today for eight hours. Uh, I think it's all about intention. So if you're experiencing like haunted stuff in your house, the more you feed into it, kind of like the more constant it is. Um, And, you know, unless it's like something that's seriously negative and physically affecting you and things like that. I mean, like the stuff at my museum is not like that. I kind of just tell it to fuck off a lot of the time and and kind of ignore it. Sometimes I'm like that today, too. I'll, I'll, I'm like exhausted dealing with, like, my baby the whole day, and I'll see shit starring up. I'm like, not not today, tomorrow. Yeah, really? like, I'm not in the fucking I can't tell you the number of times I've yelled into the basement of just, like, you got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> not today. And just about your day. There you go. Oh, my gosh. And, and sometimes it is just a matter of, you know, whoever's there letting them know, you know, you are you need to go back where you came from or yeah. where you belong. This yeah. is my house and you'd be surprised how often that works sometimes you know whoever it is just needs to be told that yeah yeah i definitely believe that no i do yep. too it's true maybe you'll try that at your house next and tell instead of telling them to fuck off because <laughs> she tells them that all the time yeah, i'm like not today i'm on the fucking mood <laughs> not tomorrow maybe, that's maybe. Like a long island tactic it's i don't know if it'll work I'm like, I'm not today. Like, sometimes, like, you know, like, I'll get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, come on. Like, I'm in the fucking mood. Like, go stalk somebody else. And it's just frustrating because my husband will never, ever see this stuff. Like, he has some type of, like, wall, like, blocking. Like, so I'll just yeah. be like, where something, like, will come crashing. And we don't even know what it is. He'll be like, what is that? I'm like, what do you fucking think it is? Yeah. <laughs> and we won't even know what crashed. And he's like, nothing, nothing crashed. It was in our heads. I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. You both heard it. You both, come on now. Yeah, yeah, like you jumped up like a little schoolgirl. Like you heard it. <laughs> like, and it was like nothing, you know, and our house is small. So it's like clear, you know, cut if something fell where, you know. Exactly, I mean, yeah. He's pretty handy where he'll know if like something like, you know, is internally wrong with the house, you know. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes they want our, you know, want our attention. I, I, you know, the one thing that I just hate, though, is, like, when the picture frames fall, I'm like, come on. Oh, There's yeah, always a picture right. of me. It's always a picture with me in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why? Yeah. Why can't it be somebody else? <laughs> always me. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen to me today? I'm like. Oh, God. Because, again, like, you see the Hollywood and you see, you know. Yeah. Like, the, the, the glass shatter and you're like, oh, crap, this person's dying soon. <laughs> I know. The way Hollywood portrays certain things. Right, right. <laughs> Well, thank you guys yeah. so much for joining us. We love talking no to you guys. Problem. Yeah, this was it's awesome. Always, it's always great to get experts' opinions, story times. We love hearing it all. Sure. So, um, everybody listening to this, um, we will provide all the information for mm-hmm. the Long Island Paranormal Investigators on our post. Go on their website. You can contact a bunch of friendly people that are here to help you guys. Yeah. And um, I think you guys heard throughout our interview that you know they'll take you seriously as long as you're not bullshitting so there you go right? <laughs> well thank you guys so yeah, much for joining us we appreciate awesome. talking to you guys